0: Welcome to Beans and Breakdowns, a podcast dedicated to bridging the gap between specialty coffee and the heavy music community. On this episode, I'm joined by Rowan Mather of the band Gradual Slip. So grab a fresh cup of coffee and wake the fuck up! What's going on and the crew on the podcast today joined by rohan gradual slip baltimore hardcore how's it going i'm doing well i'm doing well how are you i'm doing great
1: uh got this is my first cup of the day i don't know about you this is my second i got uh two cups shout out fytc baby it's an fytc moment Yeah. Uh, the first one was a, um, squash cream latte. It's very similar to like a pumpkin spice one, but it was, it was, it was interesting. It was cool. It was, uh, it was an Ethiopian espresso roast, um, with like a, like a squash cream syrup and, uh, some oat milk. It was honestly, it was pretty solid, but then this is a Colombian light roast pour over. It's, uh, it's a finca, finca something. It's from Java Nation in uh, Maryland. They've got two shops in Rockville, Maryland. Uh, they're their own roastery, but they direct trade from Columbia and Ethiopia. Sick. What kind of notes you got going on? Let me let me get a little uh, note check. I was supposed to be looking for butterscotch, um, a little bit of a little bit of citrus, but more like a candied orange citrus, and uh, kind of a like a a rich car- uh, caramel. I got a lot of the butterscotch, maybe even a little bit of like toffee in there. Mm-hmm. I didn't get much of the citrus, um, but and I'm the nerd moment here. I watched the pour over. It was a little over extracted. We we crossed the 4 minute mark. It's cool. It's still great. It was still delicious. I didn't get a lot of the citrus, which I think is supposed to come on that front end really in the when you when you kind of nail the extraction level there. But nonetheless, it is still delicious and it's still good. So
0: I appreciate that. I appreciate... Uh, this is a disclaimer right now because I'm sure a lot of people don't know about this, but there we... Rohan and I have a history because of a coffee chat that we're a part of like on Discord. It's very exclusive.
1: Very- <laughs> it's it's open to anyone. You're free it to join. You just gotta... You handle our terrible nerdiness. Yeah, or like send a message
0: to like I mean, I would say the King, Gage, Lonzo, or you can send a message to us, one, one of us and we'll let you in. But we're part of this coffee discord where it basically sharing cups of coffee and dropping notes and doing pour overs and sharing recipes is fucking stupid. So when you hear things like extraction... <laughs> Cup International, baby. That's it. Represent. <laughs> um, so I've got a little something-something today. Uh, one of my favorite roasters in Canada... I would say is from Toronto. It's called the Mello. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, beautiful, okay. Beautiful, beautiful backs. Dude. Like, look at this. Hell Crazy. yeah. Um, that's awesome. This is, this is their, uh, Ethiopia Bensa. It is a Sadamo. It's a natural and I'm looking for blueberry, black cherry and Jasmine. Um, getting a lot of berry, just yeah, a lot of berry. Um, the Jasmine's good but i i to to be fair i ate like 10 minutes before we came on a lot of japanese curry and so my palate is a little valid. skewed yeah no nah, valid <laughs>
1: absolutely valid um no yeah i mean that's that's the whole thing with ethiopians right is that they're all, they're notoriously floral and like yes. um very very bright and i think whenever you've got a brighter coffee extracting the fruitiness is just way easier it's it's getting that jasmine that's
0: the trick. Like if you can yeah. get the grind just right to get the jasmine to come through, which usually mm-hmm. my recipe. I, do you, are you a guy? Are you a fan of the Hoff? Yeah, 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 definitely. So did have you switched to his five pour method that he? Uh...
1: I've tried to. Um, I'm not good at it, but like the. I know it's like James Hoffman, ultimate V 60 technique, right? I don't know. I've, I've been keeping my pores under four recently at the recommendation of gauge. And honestly, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying the way that, that it pulls. Um, and like you know, there, there, it's fairly, fairly short extraction periods. Like I don't think anything goes over like three and a half minutes for me. And um, even if I do, like I have a Tetsu Kasuya V62, nice. And and even if I extract like from that, or even if I do like his like like hit the Kasuya method, I'll still try to do it in less pores than what he asks. And and I'm really impressed. I think a lot of what I made a mistake initially because the Kasuya, you've got to grind a little coarser because it's all ceramic and the ribs are kind of, they're a lot thicker than on like a standard V60. And basically a funnel, like the pour over funnel for anyone (laughs) not familiar, it has ribs on it and those can affect the way that your coffee is extracted, it affects Mm -hmm. the way that the heat is distributed, things like that. They're a lot thicker on the one that I'm talking about than like the thin little ribs you might see at a, a standard V60 at a coffee shop. So you have to get a coarser grind, otherwise things kind of slip through the cracks and then you might accidentally over extract because ceramic gets a lot hotter than plastic. Right. So, so I'm like, sometimes I made that mistake initially, but then when I, I, I kind of upped the course level a little bit, I have a, an ode 2.0. So like that dial mm. is crazy. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Um, but yeah, like once I up the course level a little bit, it, it, it really, really shines. Um, I'll go grab a couple of the bags I have in a second. I totally forgot to bring those downstairs, but I've been, I've been working <laughs> through, um, revolution roasters in oceanside california i got one of their uh limited limited series Mm -hmm. and that one that one is really really good uh and then i've also been working through uh the bean bros ethiopian i got it from a fellow drop and i liked it so much that i bought another bag
0: dog gauge we did a coffee swap oh fuck maybe like a year ago definitely earlier this year he hit me with like three bags like like a few it was like smaller you know samples but like three timeless one from bean bros. I can't remember for the life of me. I think maybe it was a honey process Costa Rica, um, which ranks very highly on my list of desired coffees. Um, but the timeless ones I just remember. So the the West coast style is a little bit different when it comes to that coffee taste, but like it's, it's definitely got like it's trademark as compared to like what we do on the East coast. Cause like I'm used to that counterculture, like original third wave
1: style right right and a lot of the yeah a lot of the west coast stuff i think i think it's prioritized to either be like flash brewed or used over ice yeah always and so in in extracting it both in like you know hot or or like a like a chemex flash brew you can or i i at least can can kind of very much distinctly differentiate (laughs) how i believe those kind of beans are supposed to be brewed but honestly like a flash brew of, a, of like a California or a Southern California coffee is fire, dude. It's delicious.
0: Stop doing cold brew. No more cold brew. I, <laughs> I know that I, I know that I sell cold brew at fests. It's because it makes my life very easy and it's a crowd pleaser. But if you're doing this shit at home, please, please do a Japanese iced coffee. Just take your V60, do 60% of it water, 40% of it ice in the bottom and just, let me, let your mind be
1: blown am I wrong nope not at all <laughs> I I will admit I love a good cold brew shout out Alec um <laughs> but there are just not very many good cold brews that's subjective that's my opinion you can like cold brew all you want you want to get the the Duncan one by all means you want to go to Tim Hortons and and do whatever you got to do Ain't no problem. I got no problem with it. I'm going to be the one pulling up to a flying J or a pilot and pulling the black sludge out the drip machine because I find that delicious as well.
0: This is what I'm saying though. It's not a judgment thing. It's just, we got to, we got like the hype for the cold brew is gotten a little out of hand. We need to bring it back to basics. I agree. Just, I agree. But I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm a cold brew hater just subjectively. <laughs> like I understand me and Alec get in arguments all the time when he's like that cold brew. And I'm like, nah, dude, iced coffees. <laughs> so, but, uh, we, we all agree Tim Hortons is like a last resort kind of keep you going. Mm-hmm, absolutely. You, there's not much on that, on the way from Montreal to Toronto is all I'm going to say.
1: Nope, there is not. <laughs> Honestly, like, and, and I mean, like even in the States, like I'm saying, right, like there is, there's a certain eloquence to like gas station coffee. It, it, it has, it has this aura that surrounds it of like, you know, I, I it's still kind of that like counterculture, maybe not in the third wave sense, but in like that, um uh, you know, I do Carhartt shit type of thing. Right. And it's just yes. like, it, I don't know. It, it's got this, it's got this cool alert and it doesn't taste bad to me. Like if I'm mm-hmm. walking into a Speedway and that coffee is just brought out, like they just put the burner on and it's got like the full, like the hundred percent nozzle. You best believe I'm getting a 30 ounce cup of that joint because it's going to make me feel like my heart did crack. And that's what I want. You know, if I got a, if I got a long ass drive, that's that's what it's going to be. Plus I think sometimes it tastes pretty good. Same with like seven 11 coffee. Mm-hmm.
0: That's why I, I, people are like, Oh, like, don't judge me for my Tim's. Like, don't do this for my Tim's. I'm like, I'm like, I appreciate Tim's. I'm like, Tim's has kept like the coffee is super cheap. It's not bad. Like, it's kept the working class going for almost a hundred years, I guess. However long Tim Horns have been around.
1: No facts. You're really spitting those facts, bro,
0: for sure, nah. I'm trying. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> turn the Toronto on. <laughs> Toronto. Where are you from? <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> sound like Alice? Uh,
1: i got oh hey when uh, when we were up there last year that was all alice and i did because i got i got family in brampton so every time i'm up there i'm like oh it's a punjabi brampton ting no we're out here going to the Raba. yo man being
0: in mississauga for hold your ground and it's like everybody talks like that that brampton mississauga accent man is crazy yeah
1: no it's crazy right because like you know when i if i had gone to hold your ground you know i would have been posted up square one type thing you know
0: <laughs> you kind of missed it on hold your ground it was a lot of fun but we oh, were talking dude, looks so about cool. coming out to more fests and uh yeah i mean you know hold your ground's coming up and i mean not hold your ground but madhouse is coming out in like yeah four months so what? maybe i'll come out to that
1: I, I want to, I want to try Like I said, I've got a bunch of family and like I've been, I've toured Canada three times now. And every single time it's been some of the most fun and hospitable and inviting tours that I've ever been on. And it's just like, you, I think, I think it really flies under the radar, but bands like the one on your shirt, like prowl, I think prowl is really kind of bringing Montreal out of its kind of like out of its isolation, out of its bubble. And then mm-hmm. obviously Clone deparation and bruiser weight, like you guys are killing it too. And, uh, I know rust is rust is doing their thing, but yeah. they're from like, they're from Ontario, but even, even still like people are looking at Canada now. And I think that that is really cool because I'm going to put my hipster hat on. I've been with y'all since day one. I remember uh, fuck when y'all came through it was
0: was it earlier this year or was it it was last last year it was
1: literally a year ago like right now
0: that's why I was like trying to figure out if it was 2022 because I knew it had been a minute and uh, at that point the scene was like really kind of topping up because of uh, the restrictions had just kind of got let go in May yeah so everybody was kind of coming out finding out what hardcore was about because they had been locked down um so when y'all played like like you were saying like 300 people came out and prowl does bring out people like if you're on a prowl show because prowl played
1: uh no it was it was cloned app um scaramanga um Primal Horde, uh, Category Five One Four. That's <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. That
0: I was like, who is the one? And it was cat. It's cat
1: five one four. Yeah, it was cat five one four, and then and us. And it was just, it was just so cool to see, uh, like a big venue like that, just packed the fuck out. It was mm-hmm. so 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 interesting and like so much fun, and. Honestly, like you know, I've I've been really good friends with Alice and Alec for a really long time. So getting to hang out with them was really cool. And one of my favorite pictures of all time is Alec and I doing the jersey swap with the cloned app and the gradual slip uh, shirt. (laughs) It was was one of my favorite pictures ever. Um, But like I and like I saw this at Hold Your Ground too. I just I love how much Canada rides for Baltimore. Like that makes my like when End It played and y'all fucking threw the table. I was like. That's that real shit. That's that's how you know you're from, you know, you're honorary fucking Baltimore, okay? Come on. Oh man. Thank you for turning that on too cuz
0: uh one of my favorite accents I think in the whole of the US cuz I'm from Georgia. So I I get a bit of that Twain come through. Um but one of my favorite accents is like the the Baltimore like hun <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> accent. Uh and then even going down towards like water town and all that like what's the f- mm. like down the coast it gets yeah. even thicker and it's this weird southern mixed with baltimore accent thing that i'm like
1: yeah the the, the o's are rough uh, people yeah. you know the <laughs> ocean but you're never you're never going to the ocean okay if you're going you're going to the shore you're not going to the ocean there's no fucking ocean okay there's a shore and that's it It's where you're going <laughs>
0: people are like american accent and i'm like there's no american accent there's like 30 accents
1: right right yeah exactly there's and there's like a lot of different dialects too and like i i'm gonna say it montreal french quebecois what what even goes on when people speak what even goes on it's the i don't even i i like I don't I don't understand. It sounds like a beach bro trying to speak French. It's 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 awesome for sure. I love it. But I was so blown away like the first time I the first time I was in Quebec like I was like, "Oh, oh, it's it, it's French, but it's also like not French." Mm-hmm. It's it's so interesting. And I remember at the end of the night when we were at Foof's, I don't remember her name, but this one girl just kept trying to get me to say tabarnak and I'm like tabernacle like what does it what does it mean i don't what, that's what that what, is yeah to this day i still don't know what it actually means in like slang it's just the f word oh okay fuck. okay <laughs> that makes a lot of sense
0: it means everything it means everything the, mm. So tabernacle and uh, uh i have a terrible accent but like call this this is another mm-hmm. one
1: so, got it there's wow i'm learning so much today
0: i know there's other ones <laughs> but those are the two common the the Alec is better. He's you know he can pass. The, he turned it.
1: Yeah, he turned it on, and I was genuinely impressed. I was like, "Wow, man, you're not the same person."
0: I thought that man was from Buffalo when I
1: because
0: <laughs> he like comes up. He's like, "Hey, yo, man!" Like he's like speaking American to me, and I was like, "Yeah, the fuck is this dude he's from <laughs> Buffalo?" And then he turned on the French when Max came up, and I was like what the (laughs) alex alex one of those i i love i have so much love for the cloned apparition gang yeah oh yeah absolutely i've i've heard a leak of their their new two songs and i'm just gonna say y'all y'all ain't ready
1: i'm ready i'm i am i'm very 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 ready uh how did you get into the scene um so back in Back in like middle school, obviously I was opened to like the gateway new metal bands, Linkin Park, System of Down, Slipknot, Disturbed, all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh I'll still ride for Disturbed. I don't care. Ten thousand fists is a banger of an album. <laughs> like I'm I'm a still rocket and it has some riffs in it. I ain't gonna hold you. But like but yeah, from from then, like I got really into like I was a bullet for my Valentine's super fan in seventh mm-hmm. and eighth grade. Um, like I bought their shirts from Hot Topic. I had the poison like both different CD variants, like the pink one and the green one, and like um Waking the Demon was the first drop C song I'd ever learned how to play on guitar. Sick. But I skipped the scene phase entirely after that. I went straight to technical death metal. Uh if it didn't have blast beats, it was objectively bad. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, I was like if it isn't Necrophage just I don't like it. Holy shit. Uh, I know it was it was weird. I was like a tenth grade elitist. It was you know i look back on those days and i'm like what a little dork um <laughs> but then i actually moved i got into like uh like you know i i was friends with with um a band called in obscure signal and they were really cur- uh close with periphery mm-hmm. so like i then moved kind of into like getting into periphery a little bit and moved like a lot into Prague. i became a huge like dream theater fan um and then I we started playing like prog music. Like my first band is a it was a it was a progressive death metal band, which then moved into like genti stuff. And then uh, ultimately, from like 2013 to like 2017, like that was that was the main focus of what I played. And we were playing with like deathcore bands, and and then we were playing with with bands like Sworn In, bands like Knock Loose, like, mm. like back when Knock Loose was super small. Um, and we were just like the. The outlier, you know, we were the one playing the six minute songs and, (laughs) and we were like, maybe, maybe we should be a little bit heavier, but then ultimately that band because of creative differences ended up disbanding. Um, and right around like 2015 and 2016 is when I started to kind of like open the threshold for, for more, for more music. Um, I'd always loved like Throwdown, and I'd always enjoyed hate breed and, and things like that. But the very first like hardcore, like EP that I was like, Oh my gosh, this is the music that I've been looking for my entire life um, was outbursts EP. Um, and that those, those like six, five, six songs absolutely changed the way that I see music and the way that i see energy and you know i was like this music has moved me in a way that shreddy music never has Mm -hmm. um and since since then for like the past eight years it's just kind of morphed into an eclectic mix of things but like i've i've very much been or tried to be as part of of the hardcore community as i can um i I love yeah i love it and and since then, it's just kind of opened my my ears to a a lot of amazing music, and I've made a lot of connections and amazing friends. Mm-hmm. So no stopping there.
0: You also play in a deathcore band, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I joined uh, I joined a MySpace deathcore band called <laughs> Thus Spoke Zarathustra. Uh, it's straight up 2007 music. Um, one of the one of the merch designs we did was uh, the millionaires, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> And um, you know, the it's it's really fun to to play that kind of nostalgic and and an old school or retro retro feel to things. Plus, like you know, with the with the waves that like Ephira is making with with that that uh, brand of metalcore that's coming out right now, and I absolutely love it. Like like Nomad, like Balmora, oh yeah, um, you know, all of that stuff is stuff that I I in my formative years, like I loved growing up, like Poison the Well, Prayer for Cleansing um so there was there's there's a lot of there's a lot of love for that genre in me and so when i got asked to play in spoke, i was like oh absolutely it'll be so cool to pretend i'm in a mirror like (laughs) it's so so fun and it's like it's it's not it's not the same feeling i get when i'm playing like hardcore but Mm -hmm. it is still it is still such a like a like a meaningful experience for me and like um, we're, we're headed out at the end of November and I'm so excited to play those shows.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. That's like, uh, I recently been listening to a bit of like, uh, Bill Murray. Oh yeah. Which is, it strikes like such a chord with me. Cause I know you said you skipped your scene phase the past few episodes. I feel like we've been inundated with, uh, scene kids. Um, y- yeah. And so I've, I've also being one of them, um, seeing the singer from Attack Attack that sang the clean parts on uh, "Someday Came Suddenly," like the all the little auto tune parts. Mm-hmm. He's the one. He's like, I think his name's Evan, but he's the he is Bill Murray.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I knew so it was the dude from Attack Attack.
0: It's just crazy. Like,
1: I got in. That yeah yeah absolutely i got into a lot of scene music but it was definitely like after i'd been like okay you know what maybe death metal isn't everything i'm always going to be a death metal kid at heart always and forever um but yeah no i mean Mm -hmm. like i think i think the best scene band to ever exist is drop dead gorgeous Um, oh really oh they're so good dude so so good (laughs) but like i also i also was like really really open to uh hearing all that kind of stuff like post most kids scene phases. Like I didn't get into I didn't get into bring me the horizon until like 2014. What? Yeah. My my actually my roommate, he's sitting right there. He was big scene kid. And I'd be like, bro, this shit sucks. And, and then nah. like like five years later, I'm like, all right, I lied. This is hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like when
1: Suicide Season came out, I'm like, how can you stomach this? And now I'm like, this is genius level work
0: dude that album is a fucking game changer like straight up game changer i was like you though like i wasn't an elitist about it but because i'm a drummer i loved hearing a lot of those like when i got into deathcore and then i found as blood runs black and like black Ah, dahlia and like even like carnifex so some of the more like techie death core stuff and mm-hmm. then going on that side, <clears throat> it was like, Oh shit. Like there's actual good musicians. Like it's not all just like sloppy fucking, you know, scene kids playing and yeah. droppy. Like there are actually good drummers. And then it's like the first time I heard my fears had become phobias is like dudes playing 60 fourths on the kick drum, like in a breakdown. And it was the fastest I'd ever heard. Because I didn't listen to Cryptopsy, it's the fastest I've ever heard <laughs> a kick drum played. Uh, and then found like despised Icon and and stuff like that. And now, like one of my favorite bands to see live is Dying Fetus.
1: Dying Fetus is also one of my favorite bands. I love them. <clears throat> they're from they're from here. Their 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 drummer and I are are fairly close. Trey Trey was my neighbor growing up. <clears throat> um, we would see each other at the burrito place. And like nice. he, uh, my drummer took lessons from him, so he would come over to, to our practice space and just teach him how to play drums. Undeniably, one of if not the best drummer I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And he's just such a good dude. And he's a normal ass dude. Like he goes to <laughs> like when he's when he's home, he goes to our local bar and like sings karaoke with all the with all his friends and like just hangs out and drinks beer and eats wings. Like, um, and I think, you know, I think that's really what, when I was younger, especially it's really what solidified that I'm like, ah, yeah, it's just, he's just some guy, but he's also (laughs) like the best drummer in death metal. And that duality is just what I want to, what, that's what I want to emanate. Like, I want to, I want to play these, these, these shows and I want to be a part of this community, but I also definitely want to be the guy that just sits there on my ass and watches football on Sundays. Cause like, that's just, that's just such an appeal to me. Yep like deep down we
0: all want to be normies but we're drawn to like the most weird stupid shit
1: right yep yep exactly yeah and like i I mean fetus is putting out some of the most insane music ever and like even their their new record is is phenomenal and it's just it's just so cool to to watch them do what they do and then Mm -hmm. also see trey come home and just be a guy
0: yeah people don't realize how wholesome death metal actually is like at it I mean core.
1: frozen soul had people playing magic in the pit which I have no opinion about either way if that's cool it's cool if you don't think it's cool whatever
0: it's definitely cool like I'm I'm gonna straight up objectively say if you've got magic going on in the pit that's cool yeah because then there'll also be like 20 push-ups in the pit like everything's yeah. happening in the pit
1: right right like you can't you can't sit there and be like oh the army crawl is cool but if i'm going to tap four creatures and play mana you tell me that that's <laughs> stupid like come on man <laughs>
0: straight up straight up you can't you can't clown one thing and then be pro another if they're equally stupid like
1: exactly exactly you get plus, it you get
0: it how much money can you make army crawling zero how much money can you make playing magic potentially a lot
1: yep so yep you can also lose a lot of it that's why I'm, i <laughs> i actively try to to not Play because if I do, <laughs> I'll get sucked down a rabbit hole again and be in way more debt than I already am. Damn,
0: get that, get that, uh, those thousand dollar decks.
1: It is crazy. Okay. One of my, one of my best friends has like a case full of them, like a Pelican case, like that you would keep like a pedal board in. He brings <laughs> two anytime he goes on tour. And I'm like, which one's your pedal board and which one's the one with thirteen thousand dollars worth of magic cards in it? And he was like, don't worry <laughs> about it. I got it. That's a that's stress. Does he lock I know. it? Yeah, yeah. There's okay, like good. you know he locks it. There's like an air tag in it and everything. But like nice. he just he just like he'll bring it on tour and then he'll be like, all right, who wants to play magic? And he'll just no. like hand you the deck and he's like, here, just use this one. And it's like one of the coolest hollow decks you've ever seen. Like it's like a black white artifact deck and it's just insane. <laughs> the only extra pelican case I will ever bring on tour is
0: is the one similar to what Gage has made. That that travel pour over kit.
1: He he kind of went off. He he texted me saying there's something wrong with me when he when he made that. I was like, "Nah, bro. Nah. That's that's like next level revolutionary right there. I'm going to need him to send me the specs just so that I, I can know, I know. I need the exact cutout dimensions of those foam <laughs> inserts.
0: I think our grinders are maybe a little bit different, but, you know, you can just do the pick and pack from U-line and I think you'll be set.
1: hmm Mhm. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just going to go into further debt like i said i wouldn't and get a commandante oh yeah the c40 or then the newer one the c40 i think is enough i think the newer one is for like competition level and i'm not that good (laughs) i don't i don't i don't need i don't need that i just need something that's going to give me an even grind and be as many clicks as i want it to be
0: just get the uh the time war
1: yeah the i i want the c3 pro um, I think it'd be really cool to have right now. I just, I've just been using my fellow, um, cause my manual grinder broke, but anytime gauges come over, he brings the C3 and, and it's, it's pretty great. Actually. Um, the last time when, when my manual grinder broke, I was in the middle of grinding for some of the coffee you sent him from Balam. Oh yeah. The say the, the competition series. Yeah, he gave me the last bit of it. It was like it was like you know forty grams of it left, and he was like, "You got to try this," and I was it's like, crazy. "All right." And then he was like, "Save, save the bag." So I, I still have the bag over in my my coffee station, but that was it was incredible. It was so good, I couldn't believe the way that that coffee tasted.
0: Um, so I actually met the guy who runs Balam. He has a shop here in town. It's called Origin. Uh, And he started Balam. His family is the one that has the farm in Guatemala. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh,
0: And basically they took like Panamanian and Gesha's from another is Panama and another place, maybe Honduras, and they are growing them in Guatemala. Um, And so basically he's doing direct trade just with his family farm. So he literally only roasts Guatemalan coffee. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. He's a really nice guy. He actually helped, uh, do you know, September coffee? No, I don't. It's Kyle Roswell's brand. Oh, oh, okay. Um, he helped Kyle set up like the direct trade partner with the Peruvian beans that they're doing now. Um, but I tried, so he's carrying some of their stuff. So finally got to try it. The cranberry punch it's like an anaerobic semi anaerobic colombian crazy tastes like cranberry juice
1: that's so sick it's crazy that is that is so dope there's a um there's a really really cool shop uh over by where i work like where my office is um it's called rare bird coffee roasters and they they are one of the coolest roasteries around me Uh they're all super, super nice and everybody's so inclusive about like getting other people into like third wave coffee. Their their roastery is in the in the shop and it's all glass paint, so you can just Mm. watch it all happen. Um it's it's so so cool. And like they have they do events they're like come come learn how to do cupping sessions and, and like they're free you just sign up you come in and you do a cupping session of of any of their like new roasts mm-hmm. they've got two new ones in from india and as an indian i think that's so cool i really really want to try them um i won't be able to for a while but Damn. when i get back i'm going to i got this um uh wheela gesha it's like mm-hmm. a semi-washed ana anaerobic um from Colombia. It's called uh, Baya Alejandra and it's an anaerobic fermentation with added mucilage of SL 28 until 200 hours of fermentation have completed, keeping the pH from falling below 4.3. It's, it's so, so, so insane. So it goes anaerobic fermentation for 200 hours and then it's pulped and it helps develop this Mm -hmm. like floral and, and citric profile uh, that you kind of get from a lot of the gesha coffees and like, then it's re fermented in the sun with Mandarin peels for 18 days.
0: (sighs) How much is this coffee per pound?
1: (laughs) I got a, I, let's see the, the one thing I bought for, for Gage and I to try, I got a 128 grams and it was 30 bucks. That's not bad. It's not at all. It it wasn't at all. It was, it was like, I mean, the one of the baristas like hooked me up to, he was like, dude, okay." cause like we, we, I I went in there for the first time and I ended up staying there for like an hour and a half just talking about coffee with him. And he was bringing out like empty bags of stuff that he had just gone and put like selected and picked up. And it was, it was really, really cool. And it, this, this coffee was used for uh for a competition for them as well. That's why I'm bringing Mm -hmm. it up. And that was in July. So it was roasted in July and then it was frozen. And then it was bagged in september and i picked it up like i don't know 10 days after it was bagged and it was like one of the best pour overs i've ever had it was so so good i i want to do a coffee swap with you too and i will definitely send you some of it it is it is phenomenal like you're you're looking for for mandarin lemongrass and black tea you get a lot of the assam tea like shining Mm -hmm. through especially on the back profile And when it cools, oh my God, when it cools, it straight up tastes like Earl Grey tea. It's so wild.
0: That's so I've gotten very into that, that tea like tasting coffee. Like, I don't know what it is about it. Like the delicate flavor. I I really, honestly, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's been like doing Ethiopians for too long. That berry notes kind of are old, I guess, to us. I don't know what it is. But the Assam tea notes in a coffee, that's like, I love that shit.
1: Right. Like if one of your tasting notes is bergamot, you've sold me already. Yeah. I'm, I'm, have it. you ever had
0: a bergamot? I'm, I I want to know how many people have tried an actual bergamot.
1: I haven't. I've had like a bergamot style, like limeade. Mm-hmm. It it tasted like key lime. That's like,
0: it's like a weird, delicate version of an orange.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it I get it. It's much sweeter. Mm-hmm. in not not in like sugar content but in flavor profile than any other citrus that that I've had like it's almost like a cross between an orange and a peach yeah yeah exactly exactly and it it smells so good it does <laughs> <laughs> so this is the thing is like
0: I I've never tried a bergamot but I've tried things that have bergamot like flavor and I think that's like the consensus amongst everyone Is that they've never had because bergamot's like this weird citrus that grows like in Africa, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we don't really get it in North America at all.
1: Yet every coffee roaster knows what it tastes like, apparently. Yeah, it's it's sick. Like Earl Grey ice cream is like my favorite ice cream flavor. It's I don't know. It's whoever whoever Earl was. He put he put his whole joint in it because that stuff goes crazy.
0: <laughs> he put the team on his back and got yeah, no nah, for
1: real. The backpack was heavy because he carried them fools. <laughs> Earl walked so we could run. Um, Damn right. Uh, <laughs> no, I love it. I, I even keep like a box, like I, I have like a little canister of like Earl Grey tea. And if I'm feeling mm-hmm. like you know, if I'm not feeling coffee, then a little Earl Grey tea, a little bit of like vanilla almond milk, and and a ton of sugar because to me Earl Grey tea has to be sweet. Yes. So good. Uh, you should order from Satanic Tea Co. You know, I've been meaning to, and I just haven't. Are they? Are they all they're cracked up to be?
0: Yeah, it's fucking the best tea. Dom Sweet. Is, and Dom is one of the funniest people. They they have a band now. It's a metal band.
1: I. That is so cool.
0: And it's literally just called Satanic Tea Co. And all
1: of their songs are about tea. Based straight up based. That's so cool. That's very, very sick. I love their, I love their logo. Their, their logo. It looks like a black metal logo. Yeah. Cause it used to be called pitch black North and it started as
0: a clothing brand and then you just started blending tea for fun. And now that's all that they do really. Um, I really need to try some. It's very good. They have one called, uh, crucifixion of Christ. It's like the best blend that they have, but I tried their vanilla Earl
1: gray also based sweet sweet dude that's awesome um no go ahead oh no i was just gonna say i think that i think tea and coffee go a lot more hand in hand than than most people give them give them credit for you know yeah um i i know that a lot of people Find like specialty coffee or, or specialty beverages in that regard to be like ostentatious and and pretentious. And a lot of the people who kind of push the the community in that way definitely give off that that air and that vibe. But I just think it's so cool that you can extrapolate such versatility from beans or from leaves, like. Yep. Why do, why, why is wine tasting cool, but specialty coffee isn't? I don't that, that, that disconnect never made much sense to me.
0: No. And like, I, I give a lot of props to here in Montreal. We only have like one roaster that goes out of its way to teach people like how to taste coffee. They, um, they do like a monthly cupping of their new offerings in the store, which is like, away from the roaster. Cause the roaster is kind of like in a outside area of town, but the shop is central to like the city. Mm-hmm. And so they do it in French and in English. Uh, they teach you how to read the coffee wheel. They teach you how to taste. Uh, they tell you like what cupping is and everything. And then they walk you through the stages so you can be a complete novice to just coffee in general and it'll work for you.
1: That's yeah, exactly. That's so, so awesome.
0: Yeah. Like, Like you were saying about the shop, like trying to get people in. I know a lot of us in hardcore love the pretentious barista. Like we like being abused by our coffee professionals for some reason. And that's cool in a sense. Exactly. (laughs) But there are people who need the opposite and they don't know what they're doing and they don't want to feel intimidated. Not everybody gets in the pit and spin kicks. Some people need to just, you know, be ushered in slowly. So those people f- that, that need that. I think that these, uh, these cuppings and like introductory to coffee tasting is extremely important, especially when it's offered by people who are very patient and nice and can clearly explain. Cause I'm a fucking idiot. And I, I just, I'm like, you've never tried coffee or you've never tasted a gooseberry. Like, <laughs> I, don't, like I don't know. Um, but yeah, like you're saying, it's it's just very interesting to see even the spectrum of types of people that are in coffee, because mm-hmm. it's like everyone from the whole cross section.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's it's really cool to to see how those cross those cross sections intersect at so many different ways. Like just just the cup Discord, for example, like being able to take hardcore and coffee and have so many people. That are interested in both want to be a part of that community honestly when gauge and i started it we couldn't we were floored by how many people were like oh hell yeah this is awesome and like it i mean it has its ups and downs but like so does so does other so does most channels with their activity but it's so it's been so cool Mm -hmm. not only to just interact with people there but then to meet people at like festivals or shows or whatever it is and then have some sort of common ground alongside the music. It it just deepens like the, the relationships that you're, that I'm able to cultivate with people. And I think that that is just one of my favorite things about coffee right now. Yeah. It's the experience
0: behind it, right? It's not just the product, Mm -hmm. but it's about like the story or the, like you said, the common, the common grounds. Whoa. Ah.
1: Whoa. Ah, (laughs) Um, That's awesome.
0: But uh yeah, I mean that's I I think it's always important to not get caught up in like just the science or like just this and a lot of the judgment and elitism. That's why I started the podcast is because there's elitism in hardcore. We've all experienced it, especially if you've been in it for 15 plus years. Right. Um and then in coffee it's the same. You've got the old heads that are like super pretentious and things like that, but then you know, you've got people who really want to like take time and evangelize people on the correct coffee culture. So mm-hmm. that's why I think it's very important to remove kind of these walls of like elitism and being pretentious and just kind of like letting people find their own way in whatever avenue that is.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it It's, it's cool to, it, it's cool to make coffee one of the like staples in the way that i that I socialize mm-hmm. because it's it's been so interesting to to hear what uses people have for it, and especially like like in hardcore or in in heavy music in in general, it's like you know crew crew use it to to make sure that they can keep functioning like bands are <laughs> bands are always looking for for crazy fun coffee shops. and even if even if they're like, you know, they don't give a shit about tasting notes or or anything like that. They're still going to find like the the great nitro cold brew and things like that and I I love it as a as a unifier and I really hope that that aspect of it is is here to stay, not just in in heavy music, but in in general it's always been more about like just drinking it, right? It's it's like when people say they're social smokers, it's like I I feel like the same that same camaraderie exists when, when someone's like, Hey, you want a cup of coffee? Like even if you weren't thinking about it at all, or you're like, maybe I shouldn't, you're still going to be like, yeah, I'll absolutely take one.
0: If you walk into the shop and you smell it, you're going to want one.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, I know everybody clowns, like people sitting there and writing their screenplays, (laughs) but like how much creativity has spawned from coffee shops, it's gotta be a ridiculous amount. And that is, that is just so cool to me. It's the truth
0: the the amount of uh, reading I've done at a coffee shop is more than I've done at any other place, and it's not much, but you know, it's enough. I want to feel cool.
1: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's very, very cool. It, it is so sick um and and yeah and again, like bringing bringing people in music together alongside the music is just uh, like the biggest bonus for me.
0: It's true. Gradual Slip? Yes. You're doing vocals.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I suppose this is as good of a time as any to mention that, uh, moving forward, Gradual Slip is going to be on a bit of a hiatus. Um, We played the Cruelty Show, it was really, really, really fun doing vocals, I can't wait to keep doing vocals. Um, but with, with Tristan leaving, uh, and you know, all the, all the best to, to him, it, you know, that was, that was his baby. He came up with the name. He started the project. It, it really, it didn't feel right to, to carry it on, um, without him there. And that's not to say that we're all done playing music. We're not, we've, we've got something new in the works. It's, it's going to be awesome. Uh, like, I'm, I'm very, very excited. We're actually, we're going to be re- we we have pre-production done for a demo and we're going to be recording most of it in January. So it'll be out very, very soon. Um, it's, it's not what GS was. It's a little bit different, but I think it sounds amazing. It's straight up. It sounds like all out war and Marauder. Ooh. And yeah, it, I, I think it's so much fun. Um, and you know, a lot of the, a lot of like the history of gradual slip came with a lot of like shifts in our sound. Like the first EP that they dropped before I joined was you know people called it gradual slipknot um and then it ev- when it when it evolved and we we released a couple of more tracks it was very much along that like that like varials style metalcore um but i always wanted to play more more along the lines of like hardcore so then when i would write it would kind of shift and then there was a there was this discrepancy of like sticking true to like whatever the gradual slip sound was and then moving into the direction that we wanted to and when no hope to begin with came out I thought that was such a perfect blend of of the music. I really really in- enjoyed the the record process with with that um and it's definitely one of the, like the the coolest pieces of music that I've done and I'm going to love it forever. Um but as an entity, you know, that was gradual slip and and moving forward, virtually the same lineup is going to be something new and it's going to be something exciting. Uh I already sent Kyle um from cohesion the instrumental demo and he was like yo this fucks and i was like <laughs> yeah it does bro I'm, I'm like it's it's i'm really really excited to drop it um give me a second i'll be right back my girlfriend is leaving for work and i have to go say bye to her because she's i'm gonna fly out while she's not here so oh, no go go thank you for your patience no no it's all good i brought the bag though oh Balam yeah and then Uh um this was the the bean bros that we got from the fellow drop so i I liked it so much that i had to get another one
0: yo i love their branding it's like yeah it's super cool i love it too it's not what you would expect when you hear the the term bean bros
1: yeah yeah and it's like it's from denmark so I i wasn't expecting it to be from denmark i thought it was gonna be from like san diego or something
0: dude it's from denmark
1: yeah, there it's roasted in Copenhagen.
0: Oh my god, I'm such a fucking idiot. I would I yeah. went. Wait, really? Yeah, I didn't I didn't even know. I went to three different coffee collectives. Uh-huh. Um and I went to La Cabra.
1: Oh yeah, of course.
0: Of course. Uh fuck. I didn't know Bean Bros was from there. I was looking at all the roasters that I knew. Um because I was on European coffee trip looking at their list. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're traveling Europe, this is like a, a nice tip for anybody who tours Europe or travels Europe, European coffee trip, they have an app and you can look up per city.
1: I'm doing it now. Does it work for the UK? Because I literally leave for the UK today. Yeah, Sweet. it does. Sweet, I'm doing it now. I already got some recommendations, but... Yes, you need to go to Watch House. Okay, where's Watch
0: House? It's uh, there's, In London, there's the Borough Market, I believe is what it's called
1: the london's super accessible with the train and we also have a day off in london so okay i'm i plan on using that day to go to like at least three shops yo so the one that i went to it's like their main roaster
0: Mm -hmm. it's um just look up watch house roastery
1: okay i definitely will it's near the tower bridge we're playing the black heart in london oh dude Oh
0: man, okay, that's amazing. So there's actually one around the corner from there too. Oh, called, let's go.
1: Called Glass Coffee. I think that was one of the ones that Adam recommended to me when I put it in. I put, I put, I asked for recommendations in the Cup uh, Discord, mm-hmm. and I got a, I got a couple of good ones. So I've already got, I've got a few locked in. Um, uh, Watch House was was on there. Glasses on there. Uh, Dark Arts Proof Rock, obviously
0: dark arts is so far outside the city but if you can get there you should and say what's up we're, to blair
1: okay yeah i mean we're going to all around so i think we might have some time and we have our own like we're driving our own van which oh, sick. is sick it's going to be interesting driving on the other side of the road we'll see how it goes but fuck it we ball uh and then in manchester i'm supposed to stop at idle hands seap shop talk and then fig and sparrow oh dude yeah
0: i, gave, I think i gave all
1: <laughs> yep Yep. That was all you. And then Adam gave me a uh, proof rock, but yeah, all the ones that you dropped are the ones that I'm going to go to.
0: That's uh, my wife is very supportive of the coffee addiction that I have. And so whenever we travel, she's like, <laughs> I'm like, these are all of the shops. And then we kind of like pick from the best that it fits our uh, trail. But yeah, like there were some crazy ones in the UK and Dublin. If
1: y'all ever make it to Dublin, man, coffee is dope there. I want to go to Ireland very bad. Ireland is a bucket list location for me. I've I've been to Europe for a tour once before, but I only had a layover in Ireland. We didn't play. Damn. Um Yeah, I it's it's like a dream dream location for me. Um it would be so cool to spend some time like in Europe proper and just like explore uh explore those coffee opportunities i i hope that one day i get to do it but for now being able to tour means i get to check out some really really cool spots um mm-hmm. like especially in the us like like uh, blueprint in st louis some of the best coffee i've ever had that was really really cool never would have been there for not for music um and obviously like dayglo verve and and all the verve larger is... Verve is phenomenal It's so good. SS tier. And it's not it's not egregiously expensive. Like I don't mind spending eighteen dollars at Dayglo for a cup of coffee, (laughs) but I can also get a phenomenal pour over for eight bucks at at Verve, and it's great. Um I'm gonna do both. Like I'm gonna just spend the entire (laughs) spend thirty dollars
0: in coffee. Yeah, darn
1: darn right, and then like fifty bucks on gas just getting around to each shop. (laughs) But but yeah like it, 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 verb is verb is super super cool and then like um metric in chicago and then black mm-hmm. and white um and baltimore honestly baltimore has a, a really really nice like third wave um like presence um like you have you have ceremony you have artifact you have vents like sophomore there's there's really really cool spots uh there's like three bean mm hmm I've yet to try one. black
0: and white because you mentioned black and white.
1: Black and white is amazing. Gage brought over this one. It straight up tasted like strawberry shortcake. It was the wildest thing. I love that. I think it was their uh Pink Bourbon. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Crazy.
0: Cause black and whites from the Carolinas, right? They're from like Charlotte, mm. I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then there's another one in the Carolinas called Second State, which is really good.
0: Second state used to be called something else. And I used to live down the street from there.
1: Yeah. Dude, that's, that's sick. It was called collective. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Right. Um, one of my friends actually, he, he in Hinesville, Georgia, he moved down there and started his own, um, company. It's called Z beans out in Hinesville, Georgia. Um, what is his name? Nick Reardon. Did he play in a band? He did. He played in. He played in a bunch. But his most recent band was called Ruin. Do you know Tyler Maza? He played in Crafter.
0: No, but I'm. Hinesville an hour from where I'm from.
1: Yeah, yeah. So in Hinesville, they opened a shop a couple of years ago called Z Beans, and then this is what I mean about coffee bringing people together in music. They had a they had a pop up shop, bless you. In <laughs> they had a pop up shop at Furnace Fest last year and my bassist and I worked it. So we're serving we're yeah, we're we're making coffee at Furnace Fest like at a, at a vendor tent and it was just so so cool cuz I got to I got to see Thrice play The Illusion of Safety all the way through and I got to see Sunny Day Real Estate which is something <laughs> I never thought I would ever be able to do. Like it was it was phenomenal and it's all because I was serving coffee and you know i had to do a little like a little salt base something something right so they had like coffee and they had apple cider so i made i'm like no 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 this is what we're gonna do so i made a uh spiced apple cider uh cold brew and a caramel spiced apple cider latte and because it was apple cider concentrate it, it was almost like a syrup so you just put a little bit of the syrup in there over the ice and and you know i was hitting that brew we only served Uh, Iced drinks but that's because it was really hot in alabama in september but it was it was so cool And like bands got free coffee. So i'm just every every band is just pulling up to this tent like you know Comeback kid gave us like we were like it's it's free and they were like no And they put like 20 bucks into the cup that I was gonna make my own coffee in and they're like There you go. That's yours. And i'm like, okay Thanks, and then like I was um Like bringing cold brews over to angel dust because they're all I mean like justice and then their their tour manager and um you know they're from back home obviously so i was like oh, i'm gonna go get you guys coffee hold on yeah just don't those, you know
0: baltimore royalty i guess <laughs>
1: <laughs> again just as <just> normal dudes <laughs> man
0: uh that's uh angel dust is coming here sunday so i'm gonna go see them
1: it's a very 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 cool show and their new stuff uh i haven't heard it yet but i'm i have very high hopes like it's gonna be it's i'm it's on board I they lost me for a minute, but but I, I'm back on board. I'm glad you're on the train. It's 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 a great ride. It's an enjoyable ride. <laughs> uh who are you touring with in this in the UK? Uh so I'm going out with a band called Ninth Realm. Um there it's like fantasy metal crossover with some with some some hardcore riffs. Uh so it's it's like sword and axe music. Uh oh, it's sick. definitely you know, you hear the first riff and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm putting the helmet on and charging off into battle on horseback. <laughs> like, but then there's also there's also some really cool riffs in it they um They've been around for for a while as well. And, and we're going out with High Command um, and then a band from the UK called Inhuman Nature that they released a split with. Uh, I'm playing bass for them on this run. And when they asked me to do it, like <laughs> he couldn't even finish the sentence. I was like, yep, I'm down. I don't care. Tell me when doesn't matter. I'll make the room for it. Um, but they, they released an album last year. It's called a fate unbroken. Uh, it's, it's very, very cool. It's a concept album about this fictional world that, uh, they've created and then their drummer actually writes a comic for it. Um, so he does like, he does like graphic, uh, like a graphic novel for it as Mm -hmm. well. And he's, I think he already released his first issue of it. Um, but if you just look up ninth realm and you look up a fate unbroken, it should pop up with both. Uh, it's going to be a really, really fun time. Uh, I'm I'm excited to play fantasy metal slash crossover in the UK. I think it'll really resonate with oh, the yeah. blokes over there.
0: <laughs> Man, it's a fitting place to play it, right? Absolutely.
1: Like, Absolutely.
0: Where all that shit's from anyway, or based around or...
1: <laughs> yep, exactly.
0: That's fucking exactly. Sick. Oh, so y'all are gonna like do D&D campaigns like at each show?
1: I would, that would be so fun. Like, I I didn't have enough time to like plan out doing cool stuff other than looking for coffee shops, but it would, it would have been really cool to be able to set like a, a one shot for each spot and, and, and do it in the world that the album is based off of. Maybe, maybe one day I'll pitch that idea to them. I'll be like, yo, so my friend Grayson told me this thing, right? You guys should do. And, uh, and hopefully we can make that happen. But, but yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm super excited to be out there. Uh, we're out there for a week and, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a, a fun time. We've we've locked in like some really cool, really cool things to do during the day. And like I think all of like these venues are are, are like really, really good venues. Like some of them are, even have lodging like at the venue, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but I'm really honored that they asked me to to do the run with them. Like that meant a lot. So it's gonna be it's gonna be hella, hella fun. And then I get back for a week and then I fly to Flyover Fest. Um, and there's going to be a big Baltimore meet up there with Jive Bomb and Sinister Feeling, shout out Power Violent, Sean Krim mode. Um, but then after that, when I get home, like literally four days after that, five days, like two days after Thanksgiving, I leave for the Thus Spoke Zarathustra run. So I am I have a very, very busy November. <laughs> That's crazy. And the coffee's going to keep me alive. It will. It will be the fuel and the uh,
0: the dopamine that you need.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: For to sure, keep, to keep it all in
1: check. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely, and I'm gonna make my way back to Canada soon. I promise. But you got to bring Bruiser weight down. Yeah, that's the plan.
0: I mean, we yep. we got to do. I I want to be. I want to do meetups. This sounds fun. Our meetups are they take forever because it's like six fucking hours. You got to drive.
1: Right, right. No, no. When you're when you're down here, we're gonna brew and we're gonna eat. So I'm there for the shotshell crap yeah yeah there's no better place to get it there's no true. better place in the world Th- those crab cakes are anyone who tells you otherwise is lying Tripping. if you're gonna get crabs from anywhere that isn't maryland they're not real crabs sorry <laughs> they're
0: fake crabs.
1: <laughs> certified vegan
0: certified vegan crabs imitation crab <laughs> It's like, I love yeah. watching Gordon Ramsay, and they're like, Oh, I'm like this one guy's like, have you, have you tried the crab cakes? And the guy's like, I'm allergic to crab and Gordon Ramsey's like, there's no crab in it. <laughs> it's not real. You'll be fine. You won't, nothing's going to happen to you. <laughs> no, you'll be fine. You'll be good. Yep. Yep. Um, well, I hope you survive November. It sounds like you're gonna have a lot of fun, honestly. Uh, I'm very excited. Yep. The coffee scene in the UK is, is like, people maybe don't realize it, but it's, it's heavy. It's good.
1: Uh, yeah i'm I'm very very, very stoked for all of that and i'm I'm excited to experience coffee not in North America. um I really got into coffee like during the pandemic like i'd always been i'd always been a fan of it. I had like a French press, and I would enjoy like using like a little kitchenaid grinder and stuff, but it really it from like twenty twenty onward is when I really got into it and mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance to experience it in international means other than just ordering beans from around the world. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited about it. I'm excited to see what what the culture is like, what the people are like, and everything I've heard so far has been almost entirely positive. So it leaves me with a good a good note, no pun intended.
0: Basically, everywhere you go, people want to chat.
1: Excellent, excellent. Because I will nerd out for forever. Yep. Especially
0: glass. If you catch them on the right time, they they had some leftover gesha. Um, that they made cold brew with and it was the best cold brew I've ever tried and that's coming from a cold brew hater so <laughs> uh, hell yeah dude my wife still brings it up because she like loves cold brew she's like the best cold brew I ever had was at glass so glass if you're listening send me some coffee let's be friends
1: no yeah I, I was like dark arts watch house any and everything um, that you that you recommended I'm going to try to hit as many as I possibly can
0: yeah, you should. It's gonna be sick. Uh Dark Arts, that's a homie. Blair, he's the best. Um, and he'll hook you up for sure. He he loves when bands come through. Sweet. Sweet. But he used to he used to play in a band with uh do you know Gavel? No, I don't. From uh they're from Mississauga and Hamilton. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, but he used to play with two of the members in another band called Wolfs he's originally from toronto like oh saga nice. um but he's their their wholesale manager or director now awesome dude mm-hmm.
1: S- sweet i'm i'm very eager i'm i'm super excited to get out there i fly out in five and a half hours <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be yeah it's gonna be a good time awesome well this is, like i said
0: before we froze and everything melted down it's been a lot of fun i'm really happy that we finally got to like chat it up uh not on the discord but i just have one last question for you before we go yeah what's your favorite city for beans and breakdowns uh
1: my favorite city is the greatest city in america and that's <laughs> baltimore fucking maryland baby don't you forget it damn right
0: the legacy of hardcore i mean we don't even have to go into it like it's just it's a great city
1: yeah it, it it really is and any and everyone i talk to that hasn't actually been to baltimore gives it this bad rap and i'm like you know what maybe maybe you should just come visit one day and that's in the most non-threatening way possible i just want to show you how amazing <laughs> the city is like it's yeah, nice it's, people are nice it's great and specifically in in heavy music right now the the scene is alive and it was a lot of people are like oh the scene is dead the scene is dead. it was never dead it never was you just people were just ignorant where on on where to look um but the 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 core group of people that are putting on and hosting and going to shows are fantastic and every show i go to i see new people young people old heads coming out it's it's alive and well and it was never dead We, we love to hear it um shout out jive bomb shout out end it Jive Bomb, End It, Sinister Feeling, Erode, Morbid deity, Gasket, Doubt, a whole bunch of... There, there's so many there's I so can many. name. <laughs> so many. Um, but yeah, I know I know Ethan's been doing a lot of
0: booking from Jive Bomb. I need to have him on at some point. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Ethan, Ethan is one of the hardest working people I've ever met. Absolutely incredible person. Um, he'll do anything and everything to make sure that people have a good time at his shows and it is truly you You can just you can truly you can watch it happen and, and and i you know i'm a lot older than he is but sometimes it feels like i look up to him just because he's got this this solid foundation and i'm just like he's he's really killing it so nice. you know he's he's doing great and also shout out putrescene uh gore grind is the best genre <laughs> ever it is though <laughs> gore, grind, gore
0: grind and cyber grind have been uh making their way into my listening recently so
1: yeah, if you like Gorgrind, then then Putrescene is something that's right up your alley. It's uh it's Ethan and from, from Jive Bomb and Sinister Feeling and and then like Sean Krim and, and Nick. Like it's <laughs> it's their project, their their Gorgrind project and it is so good. It's it's toilet bowl, poo-poo stinky, you shouldn't wear deodorant when you listen to it music. It's so good. So like but Circle of stinks. Dead Children. Yeah, yeah. But it stinks.
0: It's nice and good. Oh God. <laughs> On that note, uh I hope you have a great flight. I hope everything in the UK goes goes nice and well. I hope you'll have sword fights break out in the pit.
1: Um yes. Absolutely. We actually we actually like bought a battle axe in the UK and had it shipped to like uh one of the people who's helping us book the tour and we're going to be hoisting it every night. So make sure to get
0: your uh your spiky armbands and everything and Oh uh, uh, yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> Come to the whole bit, dude. The whole bit yeah just commit uh but
0: yeah enjoy your time it was great talking to you
1: absolutely thank you for having me uh i loved it and shout out beans and breakdowns keep the dream alive take it easy later
0: thanks for listening to this episode of beans and breakdowns i want to say a huge thanks to ron for coming on the podcast it was such a great time talking to him all about the coffee nerdery gradual slip all the music stuff he's got going on go ahead and show him some support if you've enjoyed the podcast please subscribe and leave a review you can find out more information about the podcast by following us on instagram at beans and breakdowns or on the web at beans and breakdowns.com until next week be sure to stay caffeinated and wake the fuck up